This is The Fray Podcast, brought to you by thefray.com, a place for women who want more from life. Today's episode is a solo podcast and I'm recording this quite early in the morning so my voice is not very warmed up so I apologize for that but it's just the only window of time I have over the next couple of days to sit down and record and I wanted to record this episode because we had a post in our Frey Facebook group from someone who was going on their first date in a while And it's not the first time I've had a woman reach out, usually via direct message, someone will get in touch and say, I've just come out of a long-term relationship or I've been single for whatever the time period is, and I'm about to start dating or I'm going on my first date. And I guess it often feels like they are maybe looking for some words of encouragement or just to connect with someone who they have identified through social media that is also, and I'm doing quotes here, in the trenches with them when it comes to experiencing online dating. And I have done episodes in the past. I've done one with Melanie Hirsch, also with a friend talking about online dating. And I've shared a little bit over on Instagram as well. And it's one of those things in life that I feel like it's kind of a fine line of wanting to share certain experiences with you. But of course, it's important to keep certain things to myself and respect other people's privacy and things like that as well. But I am open and honest in saying, as someone who is 34 presently, who has been through a divorce, as I always say, broken record, and then went through a breakup at the start of the year, I now am feeling ready to date and it's an interesting experience and it was an interesting experience coming out of a long-term relationship and going into dating, you know, modern dating because when I was single many years ago, it was just such a different landscape and I feel like that's probably a whole other conversation. But the intention for today's episode is simply to sit down with you and share a couple of thoughts that are on my mind when it comes to preparing for an actual date. So this is not about your dating profile or getting over the line in getting to a date, which is a whole other episode as well. And that's something I get asked about too. Like, what do you do if you're having endless conversations with people on apps, but you're not actually getting to the point where they're asking you for dinner or for a drink or whatever? different conversation. This episode is about when you have a date planned, whether or not it has come through an online app or it's a blind date, it's an old flame, it's someone setting you up, it's a coworker, whatever. Um, It's just about like that experience of pulling the trigger and actually going on a date because it can be really, really overwhelming and you can feel super, super out of depth and just uncomfortable. So the first thing I think is important to consider when it comes to dating is to ask yourself if you actually want to date. Sometimes we feel pressured to be out there meeting people or trying to find a partner from people that love us. You know, sometimes it's hard for people that love us to to accept or understand how you can be alone. And so people sometimes will try and prompt you to get out there and meet someone. 
And so if you have that pressure happening in your life and you're going through the motions more to do with the extrinsic pressures of someone telling you what you should be doing, or maybe it's even an intrinsic pressure of you going, oh, this is what I should be doing because of my age or, you know, this is just the done thing. Literally stop and check in with yourself and ask the question, do you want to be dating right now? Are you open to the experience of going and meeting someone? And does that feel like a good use of your time and your energy? Because there are going to be times in your life when it is a hard no. I've definitely had times when it's like, you know what? I would rather be at home doing anything else than going out and spending any of my resources, my energy on meeting someone that I don't know. And so that is one reason that you might want to delay dating. Another reason could be that you're just not ready. Maybe you are still feeling hurt and there are some hurts, there are some heartaches that I don't know whether you fully ever recover from and you will always carry like a little bit of trauma and a little bit of apprehension, like you've got your battle scars and they're going to impact the way you engage and what you accept and those sorts of things. But If you are feeling really fragile, it's not a great time to date because then you may be more um, vulnerable to feeling criticized or feeling a micro rejection, perhaps someone not following up after a date or not wanting to see you again. And I say micro rejection because in the scheme of things, this is a stranger that you don't know and they are not rejecting you because they know you well. You know, rejection is so much more painful. And of course, it's subjective. But I think rejection feels so much more painful when it's someone who knows us inside and out. Like when someone has really seen us and then they hit the eject button, that is so, so painful. So you might be more sensitive to that micro rejection of a date not going well if you're emotionally not very stable. So that's another reason that you might just not be ready to date. Another reason is that maybe you are just very, very time poor and you would rather spend your time, your effort, your energy on other people in your life. And that's okay. You know, I think platonic relationships can bring so much joy. And if you feel more lit up about spending an evening with a girlfriend, go and do that. There's, you know, there's no gun to your head about you absolutely have to date. So I- Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I want to make that really clear because I don't think it's a good thing to dive into dating if you're not feeling ready to a certain extent. Now, in the next breath, you may never feel fully ready, but you should, I think, get to a point where you're comfortable with the input versus output. You know, you're comfortable with what you're going to put in 
to going on a date versus what you may potentially get out because sometimes you're not going to get anything out of a date. And so you've got to have very realistic expectations, which I will talk about expectations in a minute. If you are experiencing a lot of anxiety and fear surrounding going on a date, which is so common. So many women get very afraid to go on a date because it's out of your comfort zone if you've not done it in a while. And so I think it could be important to ask yourself, what is the fear? Identify the fear. What is the root cause? What's going on for you? Is it that you are really afraid of someone rejecting you? And can you talk to that fear? Can you talk to yourself about going, you know what? If a stranger doesn't like me after an hour's interaction, you know, like say la vie for, for lack of a better expression, that just is what it is. Or is the fear to do with what if you like that person and they don't like you again? That's kind of rejection. Or is the fear, what if we both like each other and then we end up getting hurt? Or like just literally really sit with what is making you uncomfortable. Is it that you don't know what to talk about? Are you self-conscious about something? You know, has someone given you a hard time in the past about the way that you speak or something like that? What is the fear? And then talking to that fear from a rational and logical place, you may be able to lean on friends or family members to talk through that as well, because sometimes we get quite, um, we have quite a distorted view of ourselves. And I have shared before via the Frey Friday newsletter, which if you are not receiving, you could be missing out. Just go to thefrey.com, F-R-A-E.com, put your email address in and every Friday a love letter goes out and that content is not anywhere else. And so in one of these newsletters, I shared some of my favorite TED Talks. And one of them is a Tim Ferriss TED Talk where he talks about fear setting, And in this instance, he was talking about the fear of going traveling on an extended holiday and kind of stepping away from his workplace. He, it was something he wanted to do, but he was very hesitant to do it because he had all of these ambiguous fears just floating around and clouding his judgment. And it can be like that in all areas of life. And so in dating, if you've got these fears, but you're not identifying them, it just gets foggy and you just get weighed down and you can't see through it. But if you can name them, you know, name it to tame it, as the saying goes, name them and identify and talk back objectively. It's very, very helpful. So asking yourself, what is the worst case scenario? And often the worst case scenario is you're going to spend an hour and a half, two hours of your time with someone that you're not going to see again. And the, or (laughs) that's not true. It could get worse than that. You could be, end up on a date with someone who is, just a terrible person, you know, you could end up, hopefully not, hopefully you've got some like vetting kind of processes in place, but you could end up on a date with someone who is rude to people, who talks down to you, who straight away, you're like, this is a hard no for me. You know, this is not the person I thought he or she was based off their profile or based off what my friend said, you know, you're seeing a different version to someone. Maybe they're super drunk and super disrespectful, whatever it is that's probably the worst case scenario that they're not, they're not a great person. And in that instance, all you've done then is like put a line through them. They're not your person. 
And so, yes, whilst you may feel it's a waste of time, it's also just an experience. And the only way to learn how to date or the only way to be good at dating is to date. Like you just have to success. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is to successfully date, you just have to put yourself out there and yeah, allow yourself to cross people off the list and allow other people to cross you off the list as well. I think, I think that's what successful dating probably looks like. So just noticing what is the fear? What is the worst case scenario? And can you be comfortable with that worst case scenario? What will you do in that instance? If you go on a date with someone who you identify as a dud straight away, are you okay? Like, are you okay and comfortable with that? If yes, proceed, (laughs) proceed with caution. Um, So those are just a couple of things that I wanted to mention before sharing these next few kind of, I don't know whether you call them tips or what. I guess it's really just a collection of food for thought on the topic of preparing for a date. So number one, I've said this before, but it is worth putting this at number one. Go for the story. I've shared the background to this particular anecdote. It was a, um, an experience I had with a co-worker when I was a flight attendant. She was telling me about this kind of disastrous date that she had been on and it ended up being like this full full day and it it just kind of went from bad to worse. But she was laughing when she told me. And she was saying her philosophy is just go for the story. She wasn't going to meet the one. She wasn't going for like an incredibly romantic experience. She was just going for the story. And I love that approach. And so that is number one. Don't have a big expectation. Just go for the story. And that kind of, I think, puts you in an observer's mindset of being like, this is just something I'm trying out. I'm trying it on no pressure. And people can sense when you are there just for the experience, when you're not putting pressure on anything, it's really nice. People can just kind of relax. So that's number one. Number two, don't be afraid to have some boundaries before and whilst going on a date. So you may have some boundaries in mind already. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. That you just know. You know yourself well and you know certain things. Like you might just know that you would be much more comfortable meeting someone at a venue and having your own car to leave. Or you may just know, you know what? I'm totally okay with someone offering to pick me up and picking me up. And then there are going to be boundaries and things that you work out only through the experience of dating. So I can share that I have a bit of a hard line about no coffee dates. I had two coffee date dates and it just wasn't for me. It felt like an interview. It felt kind of friend zone straight away. I don't think that there's as much chance for any sort of romantic connection and I could absolutely be wrong and it could just be unique to how I experienced those two dates. 
But those two dates were enough for me to go, nah, I would rather meet someone of an evening for a drink. It feels more datey. Um, another one is I don't ever agree to have dinner with someone on a first date. One or two drinks is plenty. That's perfect. If you're there and you're on the date and things are going well and then you want to go and get food, great. But I am not comfortable agreeing to sit down across from a table from someone who I have not met, even though I know there's a very low chance that it would be disastrous. That's just not, I'm just not willing to do that on a first date. So you'll work out your own boundaries and feel free to express them. And even just in the act of expressing something that you want or something that you don't want, you're going to gain intel from that person. You know, if they've made a dinner reservation and you come back and say, hey, that's really nice. I appreciate you making that reservation. Would it be okay though? Or not would it, you can, however you want to word it. Would it be okay if instead of meeting for dinner on our first date, we just meet at the bar for a drink? you know, whatever language you're comfortable with using, but the way that they respond could give you intel. You know, if they come back and say, oh, I really like, I, I've really wanted to eat here. Come on, it's on me or whatever it is. You might then think, okay, I'm feeling pressured. Maybe you feel disregarded or you personally might be like, oh, I like, I like that they're, you know, he or she is kind of pushing me out of my comfort zone a bit. It's also personal. I wouldn't like that. I like someone to be like, yeah, of course, no pressure. Um, So it's all so unique. But just in expressing your boundaries, you are going to get some sort of intel on that person. You know, even if, you know, even when someone says to you, where do you want to go? Like if someone says, where do you want to go versus them booking somewhere versus them making suggestions, you know, versus (laughs) just something's coming to my mind. Like if I've had the experience where men who have lived, you know, maybe half an hour away from me have said, it'd be great to get you down here. Like, it'd be great to get you down to Byron for dinner versus someone who says, Hey, I've had a look at restaurants in your area, or I've had a look at a bar in your area that can feel different as well. Or someone that says, let's meet halfway. Um, It's just interesting. It's interesting if you're willing to observe those sorts of things, you can gain a bit of a feel on how someone operates. So yeah, know your boundaries. Don't be afraid to speak up and be a little bit in control of your experience if that feels good for you. Number three, have a go-to outfit or two that you feel really good in. I like just having you know, one or two outfits in my wardrobe that I know without fail, regardless of how I'm feeling on that day, you know, whether I'm feeling bloated and, you know, I've got my period or whatever it is, I know that that's still an outfit that skims over the places I want it to skim and that I feel comfortable sitting in. There's nothing worse than being on a date and thinking, oh, is, you know, am I showing too much? Am I uncomfortable with what I'm showing or not being able to breathe fully or not feeling good about yourself. So have an outfit that you feel really good in and that's comfortable. And it's just like your go-to first date outfit so that if you get asked on a date, it's there, ready to go, no stress, no fuss. You don't have to race around and find an outfit last minute because then that also puts more pressure on it. If you've gone to the effort of going and buying something new to wear, you are almost putting an expectation of like, oh, this better be worth it or 
maybe, I don't know, maybe that's not true for everyone, but I think just have something ready to roll. And also people are usually not really taking in your outfit as much as you think they are. That's probably been one of the things that I have learned is it doesn't really matter a great deal what I'm wearing in terms of how someone responds, but it matters what I'm wearing in terms of how I feel, (laughs) if that makes sense. And just as like a little side note, this is something I've, I've always done, regardless of whether it's a date, an event, whatever. It's always better, I think, if you're on the fence of being like, am I too underdressed or am I too overdressed? I always think it's better to go like a little overdressed. Um, and again, that's just that's just me. But I, I can recall my grandma saying it's better to be overdressed because then it looks like you're going somewhere better or you've come from somewhere better. So you can take that if you would like to. Next up, listen to fun dating content, whether it's listening to a light podcast, maybe even listening to this episode before you go on a date, just to remind you that it is not life and death. It's just an experience. Don't engage before going on a date with really heavy content, whether that's heavy content such as listening to a murder podcast that's going to like a crime podcast that's going to make you feel heavy. Also being mindful who you converse with before going on a date. You know, if you're getting stuck into a conversation with your sister, for example, and she's really negative on dating or you're having a chat with your coworkers and they're kind of pitying you for going on a date. That's probably not what you need to hear the day of, the night of. So just choose who you're having conversations with. You might even take comfort in watching an episode of Sex and the City before you get ready or the night before just to remind you again, it's just an experience. It doesn't have to be that serious. So that's tip number four, light content. Number five, When you're getting ready, have some music on. Give yourself time. Don't rush anything. Have a shower. Apply a nice moisturizer. Slow down. And yeah, I think having some music on can really help set the mood whilst you're getting ready. Again, versus having that light content. You might like to have a playlist that makes you feel particularly whatever it is that you want to feel confident, really feminine, or maybe you like something a bit more upbeat, whatever it is, have a little think about that music. So personal, but yeah, I think that is a good one as well. Last but not least, if you're feeling really nervous, and I know some people get nervous about going to a new place. If you're feeling nervous and you've not been to where you are meeting or going together, jump online and have a look. You can see what the venue looks like. You can see what the lighting is like, what the seating is like, whether you're going to be likely sitting outside might impact the way that you dress or the way that you style your hair Um, and just give you that more sense of familiarity because if you've not dated and you're feeling very out of control of the experience and that is amping up your anxiety, having a little bit of control about knowing what to expect where you're going can be helpful. Um, You know, I've had girlfriends say to me that they go and do a drive-by to know where they can park. So there's a good spot that they can park to see the person arriving. So then they can kind of arrive together at the same time, which is another point. You can say to the person that you're going on a date with, hey, let's meet at the front versus not knowing whether or not they're going to go in and wait for you at the bar. And then you might feel like that's really awkward. It's also completely normal to say, oh, I felt really nervous. 
there's nothing wrong with that candor and vulnerability of saying to someone, you know, I felt really nervous. I felt nervous to meet you. Did you feel nervous? I've not dated much before. How are you finding dating apps? You can have that conversation, which can feel like a really nice way to kind of feel in it, in it together. And if you are feeling the fear and you're anxious and you're just not really trusting the process, another thing that can be helpful is reflecting on times in your life when you have successfully had a conversation with someone that you don't know, which I know sounds very, very basic, but we have to remind ourselves sometimes. And I've spoken about this. I don't know whether I've spoken about it in a podcast or on Instagram stories, probably both, but affirmations. You know, standing in front of a mirror and saying, I am confident, I am beautiful, I am whatever it is, that only works if you already believe it at a certain base level. Whereas something that can be a much more powerful and efficient practice is to self affirm times that you have done what it is that you are about to do or similar. So remembering a time when you were at a wedding and you didn't know anyone and you were able to strike up a conversation and have a great time. Reflect on that, journal on it, write down, talk about it with someone, just go over it in your mind and remind yourself that you can do this. You have likely done this before and it's not as big a deal as it might feel like. I also think, and again, maybe this should be a a separate episode, but I think it's important to think about how you feel versus how the other person feels. I've seen dating shows on TV where the person, you know, one person is really concerned about, will the other person like me? Am I going to be what the other person wants? don't worry about that. (laughs) Don't worry about that. You can think about what you bring to a relationship as you're getting into a relationship. But for a first date, really notice how you feel and how you respond and how you act around that person. Be cognizant of the way your body automatically positions itself. Are you finding that you are facing away from the person a lot? Or are you noticing that you want to lean into them? Do you want to get closer to them? Do you want your little feet to touch their feet? Those sorts of things. Just be, yeah, be more focused on how you're feeling rather than will the other person like me? Um, And I I think like that's just good good for our mental health, but it's also good for the experience because then you're going to be you're going to present to be so much more self-assured versus someone who is looking for that outside approval. You want to have the intrinsic knowledge that if the date doesn't go anywhere, you're totally fine. And I think it's attractive when someone else can sense that from you. When someone can sense that you are going into this interaction with very low, you know, no expectations other than just go for the story, takes the pressure off. All right. So, There are a couple of things that I just thought I would put nice and neatly into an episode for you. If you enjoyed it, absolutely let me know. Please make sure you are subscribed and you're following the podcast. And again, jump over to thefray.com, sign up for that weekly newsletter, and you will have a little love note from me in your inbox every Friday. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go. I can set you free Are you going?
catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 